What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Monday, April 26th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, where we are sad that none of our big Oscar reactions got turned into gifts last night. Yeah, it sucks for us because they're introducing a gifts category next year at the Oscars, and we're not going to qualify. Mm-hmm. This is what you've done to us. On today's show, America finally lends a hand to India on COVID relief, but first the latest, where officials say the J&J is A-OK. Uh, the risk of aspirin inducing a significant intestinal bleed is much higher than what we're talking about here. Something in the neighborhood of one in 500, one in 1,000 for people who regularly take uh, aspirin. We're talking about something here that's about 1,000 times less likely to happen. Damn, putting me off of aspirin. All right, well, that was Dr. <laughs> Francis Collins, director of the National Institutes of Health, putting into context the relative risks associated with the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine. The news is that last Friday, the CDC and FDA lifted their recommended pause on those shots so they can go in arms again. But Gideon, tell us about the caveats. Yeah, that's right. So the caveats are they decided to add a warning label about these very, very rare reported cases of blood clots that can develop. Out of nearly 8 million J&J shots given out, health officials found a total of 15 confirmed cases of this happening, mm. all of them in women. Uh, very tragically, three of those women did pass away. Uh, the FDA noted in its updated warning that most of the cases were in women between the ages of 18 and 49, and that the, quote, chance of having this occur is remote. During Friday's review meeting, a CDC scientist said reallowing the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was basically a matter of numbers. There could be as many as 45 clotting cases over the next six months, but at least 600 fewer deaths from COVID during that time. So with that update, some states started to administer the J&J this past weekend, and the country has more than 9 million doses ready to go right now. Well, that seems promising. And with that speed bump cleared, where do things stand overall with vaccinations in the U.S.? Well, uh, if the good news was that J&J got restarted, the slightly less good news is that overall mm -hmm. vaccinations are starting to slow down. As of yesterday, overall, more than half of people in America 18 and older have gotten at least one dose. But the average number being given every day has now dipped below 3 million, which is the lowest level since the end of March. That is also in spite of most people over 16 years old becoming eligible to get one a few weeks ago. So right now, supply is increasing and demand has gone down in certain places. And that's led to reports of some mass vaccination sites planning to close in the coming days. Places in Mercer County, Ohio, Palm Beach County, Florida, and Galveston County, Texas, to name a few. And we're starting to hear now even more direct pleas from some governors for people to get in line. Here's Ohio's Republican Governor Mike DeWine on CBS this morning. We've seen our... Uh vaccination rate go down about half of what it was three weeks ago. So that's a concern. Uh, but we've vaccinated about 40% of, at least for the first shot, 40% of our total population. We just need to continue to, to move forward. Yeah. 
I definitely feel that. So giddy vaccines have been open to everyone now for a little bit of time, which would make you think that the numbers would only go up. So what have people said is behind the decline so far? The kind of frustrating thing is that people don't seem to know the clear answer just yet. Uh, There is, of course, the overall vaccine hesitancy, which has been an issue since the start of all of this and can be attributed to a lot of different reasons, depending on who you talk to. There was the J&J pause, of course, which was meant to instill confidence in the safety of it, but TBD on that. And there are still some partisan lines that are coming up in polling again and again. A recent Monmouth poll found that over 40% of Republicans said they wouldn't be likely to get the vaccine versus just 5% of Democrats. Meanwhile, there's also polling data that suggests some vaccine resistance in rural areas where, because of logistics, it might have been more challenging to vaccinate in the first place. Then for the Moderna mafia and the Pfizer fam, I promise to never say that again. There is some limited (laughs) evidence. I say it every day. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't promise. I I rescind that. There's some limited evidence of people just kind of outright missing their second shot. Uh, The CDC said that more than 5 million people, that is a small percentage to be clear, in fact, had missed it. And that the number Mm -hmm. is higher recently compared with the start of the vaccination campaign. Come on, y'all. Everybody has a calendar on their phone and computer. There's no excuse. Please go get that second shot. Quit playing. Yeah, you have the card also. That would help. Uh, We can link to the story (laughs) in our show notes as to why this is happening, but the reasons are kind of all over the map. Some people cited fears about the side effects. Others said that they thought they were protected enough by one. And then some places like, right, uh, some places like Walgreens (laughs) ran out of supplies or didn't have the right second dose in stock. Oh, I do not like any of those reasons. And so how are public health officials proceeding from here? Well, I mean, for now, White House and public health officials have been talking about the next phase of the overall vaccination campaign and what that actually looks like. We mentioned earlier uh, about mass vaccination sites closing, but this next stage may end up involving more distribution at smaller sites, you know, possibly, for instance, lumped in with a doctor's visit instead of what we've seen so far, you know, standing in line at those kind of post-apocalyptic places uh, others might have gone to. It might also be without trying to schedule it. New York City recently announced that city-run sites are going to allow these walk-in vaccinations, which is really great. So in many cases, people won't actually need an appointment. That's kind of seen as a way to combat inequities now that there is more supply. So that's the long and short on vaccines in America, Akila. But last week, we talked about calls for President Biden to help the rest of the world with vaccines and supplies. And there is now some news on that. Yeah. So we've been talking about how America has a little hoarding problem, especially in relation Mm -hmm. to sharing our COVID-19 resources. But yesterday, President Biden lifted the partial ban against the export of the supplies necessary to make the vaccines to India, as well as rapid tests, ventilators, PPE and more. Other countries will be sending help, too. But there was a lot of intense international pressure on the U.S. to step it up if we want to be a world leader. And the help can't come soon enough. On Saturday, India reported almost 350,000 new cases, which is a world record and also probably an undercount, sadly. Yeah, it is a very, very horrifying situation. And there have been some just absolutely terrible images shared online of mass cremations in India amid these reports that some crematoriums have run out of space for the dead. It is shocking. So once those supplies are actually delivered, what happens next? Well, there's still the major problems of patents, and Biden hasn't let on about ending the U.S. company's patent rights on vaccines at the moment. So even if India is the largest vaccine-making nation on Earth, without a highly effective vaccine that's mass-produced on a scale for all countries, it may not make as much of a difference as is needed in the crisis. The world passed a record 1 billion doses given out just last week, just three countries. It's a pretty glaring disparity. So Mm. something to watch this week. On Thursday, the World Trade Organization will meet in Switzerland to hold informal 
formal talks on whether to waive the intellectual property and patent rights on COVID vaccines so that more companies or countries can start making all the doses the world needs. Some things are more important than making money, so hopefully someone makes sure to mention that at the meeting. We'll keep you posted on the latest there, but that's the latest for now. It's Monday Wad Squad, and for today's Temp Check, we're talking about last night's big event, the first ever panned Oscars. Despite the less than ideal circumstances, <laughs> the show went pretty smoothly. It was nice to see famous people in the same room again, even better that they had their own separate little tables for safety. And looking at some of the highlights, Chloe Zhao <laughs> won Best Director for Nomadland, making her the first woman of color to ever win the award. Daniel Kaluuya won Best Supporting Actor for Judas and the Black Messiah. And as we go to record now, we're actually just about to hear Best Picture be announced. And the Oscar goes to Nomadland. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Nomadland it is. There we go. Francis McDormand just like stays winning forever. Wow, wow, wow. Knew it. Knew it. All right, Gideon. So <laughs> what was your reaction to the very lackluster, I think, finale of of the uh, the Oscars yesterday? I mean, you said yourself that Nomadland was favored to win, so there's no real surprise there. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was going to uh, win for sure. I mean, the so that like I've almost like yeah. totally memory erased at this point now and just like moved on <laughs> to the acting part. Yeah, which, that like, was wild. One. Francis doing a wolf howl. Um, yeah. Pre- pretty- that was wild. <laughs> I thought it was Fauci. <laughs> I'm yeah, not even yeah. kidding. I had my headphones on and I was like, oh my gosh, like he's outside, something's wrong. And then I came back in and uh, I heard her speech, which was pretty short, but you know, I, good for Francis. She's a great actress and I think that like she picks good projects and she will always win Best Actress. So again, no surprise there. Yeah. But like, this is her Best third, actor. I think, and and yeah. two at least are good movies. I think the third mm-hmm. is a very not good movie. Oh, three billboards, yeah, yep. maybe two billboards worth of good films. <laughs> yep, um, the actor thing. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about the actor thing? Because like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I co-signed most of what you just said. I feel like that's a that's pretty clear. But like, so Tony Hopkins, who couldn't be asked to come to the Oscars, <laughs> why was he not in the British room? Why was it the last category if they weren't going to give it to Chadwick? Okay. I feel like an idiot because I was very confidently saying in the Slack to everybody. Yeah, you're like, who else could it be? It's not even going to be interesting. (laughs) Right. They're going to do this last because it's going to be Chadwick. They have like an in-memoriam thing that is set up. Um, Yeah. That's crazy. I I have not seen The Father. I mean, maybe that's why he didn't show up. It's like, what, you're really going to do an acceptance speech after you beat Chadwick Boseman? That was a truly great performance, right? The Chadwick yeah. did mm-hmm. a truly great mm-hmm. performance. Yeah, and and it wasn't just an award because he died. He absolutely had the chops. Yeah, he was really, really good in it. And to like end the show on that sort of <laughs> note was just really like a strange. I don't even know how I, I mean, feel about I, it. Right it's now. it's super entertaining to me to watch you like be reeling because I'm like, I mean, the rest of the night was so like diverse after the year we just had that I honestly was like, they got to give it to some white people now or like <laughs> they're going to riot, you know, <laughs> they're going to 
just be at the Capitol again. So I'm like, you know what? It's fine. And I don't think that these are like alt-right films, to be clear. I just mean that like, you know, there was a little bit of an over-representation of people of color uh, compared to past years. And so I was like, I kind of wasn't that surprised. I was like surprised that they had moved the categories around. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, right, right. weird way to go out. But um, Right. Very yeah. deflating. If you know that that is what's going to happen... Which I guess they don't until they. I mean, that's the whole yeah, that's Lawland right. Moonlight yeah, like scenario. It's all, yeah, totally. But, but yeah, <laughs> I would really. They really bet on the wrong horse. I know. I would have. I would have shuffled the deck a little bit. I mean, the thing is, too, we're in a pandemic. How good was it going to be overall? You know, <laughs> like everything. They're doing this in a train station in a city that doesn't really have great trains. So, like, I just feel like we got the show that we could have expected for a pandemic. I, you know, I'm still happy for Daniel Kaluuya. Very yeah, happy for uh, John Batiste. Happy for Chloe Zhao. Hope he, happy for uh, happy for everybody. Honestly, you know, none of these people, none of these movies are so bad that I'm upset. That's that's a new refreshing feeling. Right, right. Yeah, and I guess maybe watch Anthony Hopkins if you want. I mean, he's good in everything. But I'm just <laughs> like that. We've checked our tips. Stay safe. Uh, we're gonna give Chadwick Boseman our honorary Oscar because he deserves it. And we'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, 
and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with, therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit betterhelp.com slash wad today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash wad. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. A tragic update to the story of an Indonesian Navy submarine that has been missing since last week. The wreckage was found on the seafloor over the weekend, and all 53 of its crew members are confirmed dead. The crew on board was known as the Golden Shark Unit. The KRI Nangala 402 was found on the ocean floor, broken into three parts at a depth of over 2,000 feet, which is much deeper than the 600-foot depth the sub was equipped to handle. Last Wednesday, the submarine lost contact after it was given clearance to dive into a narrow strip of ocean near Bali during a military exercise. The official cause of the sinking is unknown, but the Navy said it could have been an electrical failure that left the sub unable to activate emergency procedures. The Navy plans to eventually retrieve the wreckage and recover the dead. President Biden formally recognized the Armenian genocide over the weekend, making him the first president in U.S. history to do so. His statement came on the 106th anniversary of the start of a brutal campaign by the Ottoman Empire that killed over 1.5 million people. Previous administrations have been reluctant to take this action because it could sour relations with Turkey's government, which has notably denied the genocide. Turkish president and avid genocide denier Recep Erdogan reportedly lobbied hard to prevent the weekend's announcement, and his administration even summoned the U.S. ambassador to protest it. America joins other countries, including Germany, France, and Russia, that had already acknowledged the state-sponsored genocide. Mickey Mouse is all vaxxed up, and he wants to hang. Uh, Disneyland opens back up this Friday with a 25% capacity cap on admissions and only California residents allowed in. Other pandemic-era rules include a mask requirement, no fireworks, no parades, and notably, no hubs. Honestly, props to the six-foot-tall plush Woody for finally getting people to respect his personal (laughs) space. It is about time. Uh, Disneyland workers were not prioritized in vaccine distribution, meaning that many employees won't be fully immunized when the doors open, which underscores the importance of these rules for their safety and the safety of visitors. Since the park's been closed, hundreds of thousands have visited its adjacent outdoor mall, Downtown Disney, to get their Magic Kingdom fix. One vendor reported that this month, families had to wait as long as three hours just to enter the mall. I am saying this now to all my unborn children. They can hear it clearly. I will never, ever do that for you. Never. Wow. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I already pay for Disney Plus. That's enough. (laughs) So (laughs) Saturday Night Live is taking a chance on rising talent. Elon Musk, the Tesla CEO and second richest man in the world, is set to host the show on May 8th. Honestly, that trip to Mars sounds pretty good right now. Or I guess I could just get into a self-driving car and say, take me to a place where there's no TVs. But based on some recent headlines, it might just be enough to get into one of those self-driving cars and go anywhere. Uh, To some, the booking recalled Trump's appearance as an SNL host in November of 2015. Musk has a history of busting unions, downplaying COVID, and calling a rescue diver pedo guy. Plus, his comedic POV can roughly be represented by a 2013 meme about bacon, only more South African. After the news was announced Saturday, Musk tweeted, quote, let's find out how live Saturday Night Live really is, hinting that he might stage one of his famous impromptu moments, like when he smashed a very expensive car window and looked small at a Tesla (laughs) keynote. Miley Cyrus is set to appear on the show as the musical guest. No disrespect to her. I just RSVP'd busy to this party in the USA. Yeah, I my invitation got lost in the mail. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm all set. I actually don't care to see him do it. And those are the headlines. (laughs)
One more thing before we go, we have been nominated for a Webby for Best News and Politics Podcast. A Webby is the only prize more important than an Oscar, so it is super important that we lock it up. If you want to help us out, you can vote for us until May 6th, or you can spend your life wallowing in regret. It's your choice. Yeah, we'll put a link in our show notes. Feel free to send it to all your relatives and say it qualifies them for a free iPod (laughs) Nano. Yes, uh, preloaded with a special U2 album that is special for how bad it is. Enjoy. (laughs) That is all for today. If you like this show, make sure you subscribe. We review when a free iPod Nano and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just directions for how to get to Mars like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and happy, happy Panda, Panda Oscars. Oscars. Yeah. Uh, hope you enjoyed being at a distance. Really cool masks on the carpet. Yeah. May they be the last. I think mm-hmm. I can uh, say that with some hope. Yeah. Please. <laughs> What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran, Akila Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Nike, Walmart, and Zappos. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you can get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.